Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I am so excited about this episode. Um, As you know, I probably say that with every episode, but this one is especially special because it is my last episode of the season. This is, wow, I can't even believe that we are at the end of the year and this is like the last one. I have done um, a podcast every Wednesday for the entire year. Uh, Does that make it 52 episodes? Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to break down episodes anymore. Like, I mean, seasons. So I guess I'm just going year to year and these these are the seasons. So we're wrapping up this 2021 season with this final episode. And I'm sharing with you these last seven lessons that I have learned over the course of 2021. Seven things that I've learned in 2021. And that sounds like something that you want to continue listening to. If you really enjoyed last week's episode, I've got even more and including my number one lesson that I'm going to be sharing with you this week. So if that is what you want to hear, if you're excited about that, keep listening because I am going to plow through these things and then trust and believe that I will be um, at the table with my head down um, over this holiday hiatus that I'm going to be taking Just, I've already got such an exciting idea for the podcast moving forward in 2022. So I'm so excited to get in there. So just keep listening. All right, I'll be, we're going to dive right into these things. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. All right, so the next thing we're going to continue, remember last week, if you did not get the first seven head on over to the previous podcast and listen to those first seven because today we're rounding out the final seven. So we're going to start with number eight, which is health is wealth. Now, as you may know, I had pancreatitis in May of 2020. I was doing keto, okay, to control diabetes and potentially lose a little bit of weight. Now, I was Obviously, I was ignorant to exactly everything the pancreas did, um, but apparently it does a lot. <laughs> and um, with the diabetes, it was working. And then with the high fat from the keto diet, my pancreas was like, sis, take several seats. This is not how we're trying to operate. And I was in pain for four weeks before it was the end of the fourth week that my doctors finally realized that I had blood clots. And that's not, the pancreatitis isn't even what got me in the hospital. It was blood clots. And once I got in there and they did the CAT scan or the MRI, that's when they realized that my pancreas was inflamed. And the doctor said that nobody does pancreatitis at home. It is definitely worthy of a hospital stay. And so they were all in shock that I was able to go these four weeks in such pain at home with pancreatitis, not knowing what it was. So after that experience, I had to start a low fat, low carb diet. 
And that's in part the reason for my April showers, May flowers challenge. If you remember, I did that back in April of this year because the goal was to do something different to get a different result. If I had to do a low fat, low carb diet, I really need to needed to explore what that was going to look like in my in my life and how I could incorporated into what I knew I had to do, um, what my schedule needed to look like, what I liked and what I didn't like, that personal framework, remember? Um, I went through that process myself to determine how I was going to make these changes to my life and to my diet so that I could live healthily and not have to um, be afraid of another episode of pancreatitis or anything else. And so that is what that April flower, April showers, May flower challenge was all about. And during that time, I started eating plant-based for breakfast and lunch. I don't know if you've heard me talk about that, but a little aside note, if you are interested in that whole part, like working out and the diet and how the living, all that plays into um, really walking within your authenticity and growing your business in that way, let me know. And I'll be happy to share that over on my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick official. So the result was less inflammation. And I have to say, not only was the result less inflammation, but it was no pancreatitis and less weight because I did lose weight. Now I feel great. And I'm really enjoying my newfound sass, honey, because I don't know if you've been checking me out on Instagram, but your girl has been getting it in with her heels and her little outfits. You know, I've been trying to put it down, whatever. Got some new shoes on the porch right now. I need to go check out. <laughs> but anyway, my advice to you is in terms of health as well, listen to your body and don't let doctors tell you about you. Get involved, get that personal framework set up so you know the walls with which you need to operate and then operate within those walls. Um, be good to you and do what you need to do to stay healthy, stay clean, because that is what you need to do with your with when you're working with clients. The whole time I had pancreatitis and was in pain, balled up on my bed. I still had my computer. My clients did not know that I was sick. Um, if I'd have known how sick I was and I needed to be in the hospital, then that would have been a different story. But because I had relationships with my clients and I'm real with them, I'm authentic with them. They knew that I didn't feel well, but I was still getting their work done. Um, but, you know, I was able to keep moving and keep going. So either way, pay attention to what your body does, when it does it and how things make you feel, because your health is your wealth. That is definitely a thing that I learned in 2021. Number nine is if I don't invest in myself, who else will? Okay, get this people. I've talked about the importance of paying for courses and coaching recently more so than any other time in my business career because it really is true. If you don't invest in yourself, nobody else is going to. And investing in yourself, I know sometimes you look at the courses and you see how expensive they are and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, why do they want to charge so much for their product or their service? Well, number one is their intellectual property. And if they're anything like me, they have done their due diligence to learn lessons, to take classes, to become certified in an area, to get a degree somewhere. They have done their due diligence and they are trying to provide you with the benefit of their experience or their knowledge. So that's why they're charging what they're charging because they think they're worth that. But aside from that, 
You need to look at, forget about what they're charging. Think about you, invest in you. Is this something that you need to do better and be better? Is this something you need to get a different result? If it is, invest in yourself, invest in that course, invest in that coach. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to. People are not going to continue. They may be doing it now, but people are not going to continue to give you things for free. And a little piece of advice, those people who are giving you things for free, they may be testing and trying to figure things out. They may not really know what they're doing, but they're willing to use you as their guinea pig. And because you're willing to accept that free, you're getting guinea pig work, right? So Invest in yourself if you need something, if you need to go get a job, if you need to borrow some money, if whatever it is you need to do to invest in yourself, do not let the money be the reason that you do not take the next step to, step in your business. Because it's too easy to, to pause, push the pause button, go get a part-time job, make your money. And then come back and do the thing that needs to be done to get you to the next level. It's too easy to wait until you have gotten enough clients doing the small things to move to the next level. The point is you have to invest in yourself because nobody else is going to invest in you. I promise you, if they don't see you willing to do the work to to um, to move forward... Only so often are people going to say, oh, I'll do it for you or, oh, don't worry about the money because they're growing and they're trying to do their due diligence. And I know that because there are plenty of times when I will do things for free because I want to I want to test something. I want to try something. Or as I build out my signature program, there were times where I tested my process with certain people just to see if it would work, to see if they would get the results that I wanted them to get. And that was when I did it for free. Now, as you get that to that next stage of launching the program, it's okay, well, no, now, even though I am still testing, now I am still going to charge because I want they the people that are taking the course are still getting the benefit of my knowledge and I'm still able to produce results. But I just want to get more opinions. I want to see what the other questions are. I want to, you know, get some testimonials. And so it's, it depends on what it is you're looking for as to whether or not you're going to charge. But it becomes less about you when you're dealing with the expert. When you deal with you, when you invest in yourself, it's about, am I willing to put down the money to get to the next level? Am I willing to to sacrifice, to take the risk to get to the next level. If you're not willing to take the risk or to do the thing or invest in yourself, trust and believe you will stay where you are because nobody else is going to take the risk for you. Nobody else can. Nobody else can be as passionate about it as you, but you. So you have got to do it. So this was a very, very valuable lesson that I learned in 2021. I invested a lot of money, four digits, into a program. But this program is really helping me get what I need to move to the next level. And so even though it was a lot, I was investing in me. I didn't care about her and her getting the money, you know, running away with my money. 
I was about, let me get in here and dig around, root around and do my best so that I can get the value from what it is she's giving me. And if I don't get the value, she's not holding my hand. She's not guaranteeing me that I'm going to do amazingly because she can't guarantee that I'm going to do the work. It's a self-propelled program. So I have to invest in me. I have to say, okay, if I put this money down, then I'm the one that has to do the work. And if I don't make it, if I don't succeed, the onus is on me. A lot of people don't want that. A lot of people want to say, if I pay her all this money, then I better get the results. Mm -mm -mm. No, no, no. You're not paying her for your results. You're paying her for her knowledge that's going to help you get the results. You still have to put the work in. You still have to invest in you. So change that mindset right now, today. Do not take that with you over into 2022. So anyway, back to the challenge <laughs> that I was having. If well back to like if you know you don't invest in yourself, who else will? I have talked about this for a long time. I did not spend money on courses and coaches because I was home with my children and I thought I should just try to figure things out because I had a daughter who had special needs. My husband was the one working. I didn't want to spend tons and tons of money. Now, this basically prolonged my ability to take larger steps towards my goal. That's the other issue that happens. Yes, you can do it on your own. Yes, you can do it for free. Yes, you can go Google it and YouTube it to death, but it was going it's going to take you forever to do that. Trust and believe. I did take those baby steps and I saw small wins, but sometimes I think about how much farther I'd be if I would have just sacrificed some of my time in the evenings to work a part-time job or if I would have just um if I would have just done something to to borrow money from a family member or something so that I could fund my need for a course or a coach. Here I am years later and I have been able to invest and it's already paying off, like I said. So I want you to stay tuned because my launch is coming in 2022. I'm really happy about it. And um, I, it has already proven to be very um, instrumental in the success of other people that I've worked with before. It was actually a course. So I know that you are going to be thrilled by it. And basically, the course that I invested in for myself is really helping me to flush all of that out. So I just know you're going to be thrilled. Number nine, uh, number 10, this is number 10. Um, uh, the 10th thing that I've learned in 2021 is two heads are better than one. Okay. Woo. This was a good one. I think I've always known this one, but I haven't had the funds to um, put it to good use. But this year, business was great in 2020. So in 2021, I bit the bullet and started building out a team. So, and I did this because I realized that I had reached a new level in my business and it required more than I had to give. I had to get some help. So I started building a team. And there comes a time when you have to start working on your business and not in your business quite so much. And um, what I say is you need to become a master of the game so that you can stop playing the game and you can manipulate, you know, you can move the players around where you need them in order to strategically win the game. So I was afraid 
uh, to go ahead and do this. But a business collaborator of mine, she turned friend. Her name is Liz. You probably heard me talk about her before. She helped me overcome the fear of building a team by reminding me the point of actually hiring a person or people is to help you concentrate on the things that make you money. So I've said this before in trainings, and I may have even said it here on the podcast, is that if you're a level eight and above at something, so let's say you are excellent at event design, which I actually have a girlfriend. Um, hey, Romy. Um, <laughs> I uh, She's excellent at at event design. So I would say she's a level eight, nine, or 10 at event design. Okay. I'm a level five. No, no, no. I'm better than that. I'm a level six, seven, eight at event design. Okay. I can do it. I think I do a really good job. As a matter of fact, I just did a dinner party here at my home and everybody was raving about it. So I'm pretty good at putting events together. I'm actually, I'm really good. But this summer, when I was working with the client to produce a jazz, um, a blues festival, I hired Romy because that's her wheelhouse. And I was concentrating on the marketing and strategy efforts towards this blues festival. And so having her on my team, she's on my New York team is brilliant because I don't have to think about it. It's her wheelhouse. I can, you know, I pay her. She does what she does. Great. Boom. She helped me make money because I was able to defer to her for her expertise and I was able to continue doing what I needed to do that my client found as my expertise. So definitely two heads better than one. The other thing is I actually built out more of a local, well, I wouldn't say local team, but they helped me with day to day and I have a marketing assistant and I have an operations assistant and they both helped me with all the things that you see. Um, the, the social media, the guides, the emails, all the things, the administrative tasks that I could do, but they take me away from my ability to make the money, to do the things that make me money. And so I just have been so excited about having them and having these multiple minds to help me think through and execute on tasks so that I can get things out there faster and with higher quality. So definitely two heads are better than one. Now, I know some of you might be thinking, oh, wow, I don't have the funds. I can't do that. There are ways to get the help you need that aren't ex very expensive. And I would be happy to go into that or even um, bring in someone to talk about that in a training at some point. So if that's interesting to you, then definitely comment in the comments below and let me know your thoughts and we will make that happen. I could do a whole training on that myself or I could pull someone in who's like a level eight, nine or 10 on that for sure. Um, so yeah, two heads are better than one. Now, the 11th thing I learned in 2021 is the importance of a business ecosystem. All right, so this is what that can look like. I told you just, just now that Liz helped me build a team. Well, my team helped me grow and my partners helped me expand my reach, but my systems and processes for which that I, ha that I have within my business make all of those things run seamlessly and they make it possible for us all to have a sense of calm and productivity as we 
work within the business. So there is an ecosystem and it's very, very important. If you don't want to be stressed out and overwhelmed and frustrated, that personal framework is part of that business ecosystem as well, because it's that personal framework that's going to help you create those systems and processes that you will then share with your partners who are going to help you expand. You're going to share those systems and processes with your team because you're going to have duplicable areas that they can actually do without you having to hold their hand and micromanage. And then you're going to have um, the expectations managed of those people who are helping you to build out your team or helping you to find you the help that you need. So that this system is very, very important and it's different for different people. And it all is dependent on your personal framework and what it is you're trying to do in your business. So if you need help with that, I'd be happy to go through that into more detail too. leave it in the comments because this, these are great ways for us to provide you with some of this information in 2022 as we begin to um, bring out the new season, the latest season. I don't even have numbers on my seasons. I think we're going to call this season three. And the first season is just like however many years <laughs> I did the podcast before I started doing seasons. I think I just started doing seasons last year. So let's just count that like 2019 and prior however many years that was that's just season one and then we're going to call this season two uh, last this year is season two and the next year will be season three so in season three we will just definitely we can hit these subjects hard um here on the podcast um so that they're easy for you to pick up and use in your business as well all right so now number 13 i think we're on let me count let's see so that's eight nine, 10, 11. Nope. We're on 12. Number 12. The 12th lesson I learned in 2021 is efficiency and effectiveness come from awareness. So back to the personal framework, because this is another reason that I am so passionate about the development of a personal framework, because it brings awareness. You have to be aware of the things that you want, and how you're going to get them. You have to be aware of the things you don't want and how you're going to mitigate them. You need to be aware of what it is you are amazing at so that you can optimize them. And you need to be aware of what it is you will not tolerate so that you can manage expectations around them. So being aware of your circumstances for optimal success brings about efficiency. Okay, so if you know what it means to if you know what you need to do your best on a job to to make sure that when you walk away from that job, no matter what happens, whether it was a success or it was a failure, creating those circumstances for optimal success will allow you to walk away from that situation, knowing that despite the results, you did your best so you can walk away with no regrets. And you can walk away with pride if that is what happens, if, if things go great. And you know you didn't leave anything on the table. So being aware of those circumstances for optimal success brings about efficiency. Now, your ability to be more effective with your efforts is also going to be contingent on that personal framework. As I mentioned to you earlier, you can be effective when you know your strengths. And you can be effective when you've managed other people's expectations of those strengths. 
you can be effective when you are operating within those circumstances for optimal success. Okay. So the thing I learned and have been teaching is that efficiency and effectiveness come from your awareness. Okay. All of it is created within your personal framework. All right. Number 13, being a boss means being a student. This is a great lesson. This is such a good lesson. You know, we get into business and we think we see someone else's journey and we're like, wow, that's what I want. I want that level of success. I want money in the bank. I want to be able to sit on the beach and take vacations. I want to be able to work from anywhere. I want to create generational wealth, all the things. Okay. But you got to be open to learning. You got to be open to being a student. Every boss that do that is doing it well and is well-respected does not come into situations thinking they know everything and their way is the only way, okay? Being the boss means being a student. Now, as I mentioned, I started building a team this year. My experience as a boss has taught me that just because I write the checks doesn't mean I'm the only expert because the purpose of hiring, at least for me, was to take those things I'm not the best at off my plate so I could fill my plate with the things that I can knock out of the park. I could do with my hands tied behind my back, my eyes closed out of a deep sleep, and I would do them for free if I weren't trying to make money at them. Now, if you are if you are an OG CEO mindset podcast listener, you will know what that is the definition for. If you do, leave that in the in the show notes. I want to see if you know. And I'm gonna say it again. I can if I can do it with my hands, my eyes closed, my hands tied behind my back out of a deep sleep, and I would do it for free if I didn't want to get paid for it. What is that? What is that? That is I have given you that definition before. If you remember it, if you've been if you're an OG listener, you'll know the answer to that. So leave it in the comments below. I want to hear from you. All right, so the purpose for hiring for me was to take those things off my plate, like I said, so that I could just do what's great for me, what I can just knock out of the park. And this means the people I brought on are experts in their space, okay? So I'm constantly learning something new and looking forward to how that knowledge I'm learning is gonna help me succeed. So my prayer is that I've cultivated a culture within my business that fosters that creativity, that open communication, and that innovation in my employees. Because when they're allowed the freedom to do their best and be their best and operate with their expertise, then they're going to come to the table with some amazing ideas, some amazing things, some amazing solutions that I probably would not have thought of. And so that excites me. So I cultivate that culture in my business. And so Again, the personal framework comes in here because when you talk about cultivating a brand culture, that brand culture is going to come from you. That's going to come from who you are and what you want your business culture, what you want that atmosphere and environment to be like. And so you have to consistently be learning. So this 13th lesson is being a boss means being a student. So that is just really good. Now, my number one, 
This is the 14th lesson that I've learned in 2021, but it is the number one thing. This is like, this is like the number one. If you don't get this, this is, this, you missed the boat. Okay. This is the number one thing that I want you to know. If you are trying to scale your business, if you are leveling up, if you are, if you are starting over, if you are rebranding, if whatever it is, this is what you need to know. Your flow is a direct reflection of your hustle. Nothing in life is free. Do you hear me? Nothing. Nothing in life is free. And that includes your come up. Okay. Can I get an amen? That includes your come up, your level up, and your success. Nothing is free. You got to put in the work. If it's not work, it's money. If it's not money, it's intention. If you want to achieve your goal, you've got to put in your hustle. And just like I said before, when I was telling you, which one was that? Where I said, you got to invest in yourself. You got to do the work. People aren't going to continue to give you things for free. If you don't invest in yourself, no one else will. So that's why your hustle is so important. And you can get out there if you want to and go to a networking event or get on a Zoom and you talk all big and heavy and you, you know, you think you're impressing people with your words, but trust and believe people are going behind you and looking at your Instagram. They're looking at your Facebook. They're looking at your Pinterest. They're looking at your TikTok. They're looking at your reels. They're looking at your, your, um, LinkedIn. They're looking at your activity. What type of content are you putting out? Is it consistent? Are you making sense? Is what you're saying credible? That's the hustle. See, all oh, that's the hustle, right? So people are looking at your hustle. Trust your flow is a reflection of your hustle. The money you have coming in, the way you present yourself, your ability to speak intelligently on various subject matters as it relates to business and places that you think you are, you know, where you think you are. And when you get in front of other people, if you're trying to fake the funk, the people who are in that space, I always go back to my girlfriend who's in tech. She knows her stuff. So when you come to her and you're trying to tell her that you, you know, you're a big wig in the tech space and you got all of this, you know, knowledge and you're doing all of these things, she can tell, she has a meter, honey. She can tell, you know, how she can tell because she's secured millions of dollars in funding for her technology. She's founded companies that have revenues of a million dollars. She knows what it looks like to try to get investors and what they're looking for. She's pitched before. She's gotten the yeses and she's overcome the noes. So when you come in and you try to tell her about how big and bad you are in tech space and she asks you a simple question that should be a simple question because she's been through it and anyone who else has been through it would know the answer to the question and then you come up with some crazy answer answer that makes absolutely no sense guess what your flow just reflected your hustle now trust and believe this stands to reason for every aspect of your life if you are out boasting and bragging and saying things because you've heard someone else say them just because people don't say or call you out 
on your inability to speak coherently and understand and really give a solid answer just because people don't call you out on your fluff and stuff the surface answers does not mean that they are not thinking it and not taking note of it and that could potentially be the reason why you're not getting the the answers or the conversions that you're looking for your flow is a direct reflection of your hustle so I'm going to end this podcast with asking you to really take a good long look between now and January 1 at the beginning of this new year, whenever you really get back into the new business, take a good hard look at your hustle. Create a personal framework that you can operate within that ensures you can create circumstances for optimal success, that ensures that you have the ability to manage expectations and to manage the volume of your personality. Make sure that you are doing your due diligence and creating solid quality content and that you are consistently learning and being a student. And that you allow yourself to become aware of your needs so that you can be efficient and effective. It's important because, like I said, we're in a digital world, okay? And you need to be reminded that everything is not your assignment. You don't have to have all the answers, okay? And you've got to put yourself out there. Even though it's scary, it's necessary. But get your time in. Get your me time in. Communication is as important well it outperforms your contract any day i told you that last week and and obviously i'm not telling you not to have contracts but learn how to communicate and know that you can have it all you just may not be able to have it all at one time okay but most importantly i want you to remember that your flow is a direct reflection of your hustle all right guys that concludes it today This is the last episode of the season. So I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you will leave your comments and tell me exactly what you think of the whole season, what you liked, what you didn't like, what you would have loved to have seen or heard more of from me this year in the season. I got a whole new idea coming up in this third season. So uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. But I do want to hear from you and I want you to leave a review. Please, please, please go leave a review on any of the platforms that you are listening to this podcast on because those reviews help us move up and move around within those platforms so more people hear what we are saying here on the CEO Mindset. All right, until next year, until next year, guys, go out there, think about those things that can help you be a more efficient, effective, and aware leader so that you can attract, engage, and convert the right audience, and you can do it all, honey, still having that quality of life and doing the things you love. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession, or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.